Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, I noticed on your hello, 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 you came in really slow, like hello, 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 and then you sped up all the way through. But uh, I like it; it worked. Um, how you doing, man? What's going on? It's because it's because it's been so long since we recorded right. podcast. Right, right. That uh, right. I forgot how to do it. That's just the honest truth. I was like, at least I remember the words, because there's definitely been times where we go to kick off the podcast, you're like, what do I say? At least it starts with hello, hello. So you're like, if I could remember that part, all the rest is going to come. You know, we have done this true. a couple times at this point, but it's weird how many bit. times both of us have like forgotten our intro or messed it up or whatever. But dude, it's good to see you. And uh, you by the time this episode... When I'm not going to be too specific, but you know what? I'm going to get to see you in person soon, and I'm excited about that. It's going to be cool. It is. It is going to be soon. Um, I don't know. I forgot when I posted the last episode. No, I'm pretty sure we posted. The I last think it was last week. I think it was last week. It was great. Yeah. I feel like I missed yeah. it, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I should probably post that." Uh, and then I posted it late. But I was wondering. Oh, I should look because if I didn't post it, that means. We have a buffer week again. No, which no, has no. Been a we don't. Really long. I, no, we don't. It I, is live, I rarely listen back to our podcast, but in my mind, I was like, "Wow, that was a really good like discussion we had to start the Lord's Prayer." So I listened back to it, and I'm like, "Wow, like that was really good. Like I loved it." So I definitely it was posted. It was posted. Yeah. It was posted. Um, when this goes live three weeks ago. But, yeah, man. Yeah. So sorry for our hiatus. Uh, it wasn't a planned hiatus, but life gets busy and things happen and work invades yeah. and church planning stuff. And it just it got yeah, busy. We, and we couldn't find a time. And then at so least so one, if not two of those weeks was my bad because one, I was traveling for like all of last week. And then the other one, we just had to keep moving around. So Anyway, sorry, people. We love doing this, if you're listening, especially if you're in Germany. We still love uh, putting this show together. But, yeah, we've got busy lives, so we, we try to do it as much as we can. And, uh, anyway, I'm glad we're back, dude. What's uh, what's going on with you? How's, how's official spring in Colorado treating you? So good. Like, there's not a better time. Okay, I love summer, too, but... This is the time of season. Right. I think we talked about, I talked about this last podcast, but a little this bit. is the time of season where you're reminded how amazing yes. summer is as you yes. come out of and things are warm again. You can go outside. Like I worked outside whatever day it was, uh, Friday, I think, all day for the most part. Uh, like as much sun as you could possibly get into your body. Now, this is still Colorado. Yes. We're in the middle of the right. day. So there's still a good chance that we're going to get hit with snow a handful of times more. Yeah. But yep. the snow won't stick around long. It will be warm mm -hmm. again the next day, and we can enjoy our uh, our summertime. But <clears throat> Yeah. But other than that, things are busy. Life is crazy. Um, yep. You know, we're in the middle of planning a church and getting all those things done and building out our teams and all that fun stuff. So it's a it's a cool season. We had, we had a pretty cool moment this last weekend. Um, just a great buy-in moment from our team and what God's awesome. doing. Um, and then even our ministry team is, we're looking to expand that. Like there's a lot of cool things happening. Yeah. 
Dude, that's so good. Can I, I know this is not the Lord's Prayer and not what we're going to talk about specifically, but uh, man, like how, how do you personally rest in a season like this? Not that you've necessarily planted a church before and led that effort, but you've got a lot going on. You work full time, you're planting full time, building out a facility. Like, dude, how are you... How are you resting a little bit along the way? Because I imagine you got to be really intentional to do that, or you're going to be feeling worked quickly. Yeah. Um, I know it's strange. Like, <clears throat> Sundays are definitely, for the most part, outside of church, um, a day off. Like, Saturdays from time yeah. to time they happen, but... You know, yeah. we have church things going on, you have stuff going on, Saturdays get filled up, but, or, you know, my sermon's not completely done, and I gotta put in some hours on right. Saturday. Right, right. Uh, but once Sunday rolls around, like, I don't know, delivering a message isn't difficult. It's really the only responsibility I have on a Sunday morning. That's good. Um, you know, the team takes care of the rest, so it doesn't really feel like work, and you can just kind of enjoy the service and get up That's and preach. Awesome. But, and then after that, it's hanging out with friends and, yeah. Taking naps and relaxing and like I forget how awesome like I know naps are awesome. They are naps are fantastic. so good. They're so good. You can get a nap in in a light in a day, like that's a win for the day. It's like taking a morning poop. Like you get a morning poop out, you're like, Man, this today's gonna be a good day. Yeah. Um, start off on a win. <laughs> uh start it off but right. Springtime, summer naps on the Sunday afternoon. Come on. Like there's yeah, better. Man. You open the windows, you let the breeze yeah. in. Yeah. Hear the mm-hmm. birds chirping. And mm-hmm. you, you know, if you really want to put on some baseball in the background just to fall asleep. Or golf. It's, or golf. It's good. Two of the best sports to nap with in the background. So oh, good. I blocked this out of my memory. I didn't I didn't share this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because it was bad news and it made me cry a little bit as Uh-oh. I came home. But Sunday, uh we watched game seven of the Kraken and Avalanche game. And I'm a big Avalanche fan. And we struggled through the series, and we were knocked out on Sunday. Uh, So I just walked out of Chicago with very few words and said, I'm going to the day. So now NHL is (laughs) over. Who cares who wins at this point? Uh, We're no Uh, longer watching any hockey. The teams that mattered are out. The team that mattered is out. So nothing matters about that. uh, I heard a statistic today. There is no teams left that have won the Stanley Cup in the last 15 years. Oh, that's uh, cool. In the playoffs. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Where the it's closest like forever, one is like, you know, 2005, I think, and it's um, uh, Carolina is still in, but that's the that's last. Awesome, so man. it's going to be a new winner, whoever it is. All right. So you might watch a little bit. You're not no, going to care just, very I'm much, but you might watch. You but, might watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was just asking because. I was asking about the rest thing because like, you know, like we, people talk a lot about like work life balance and that type of thing. And it's important to have, like, we're trying to take Sabbath more seriously in our house. Uh, and in the last couple months have been a lot more intentional around that with some rhythms of like what that looks like far from perfect, but trying to be more intentional. But with that said, like there are seasons where it's like, no, we're just going to work really hard for a while and rest yeah. is going to be a minimum. And then there's other seasons that are like, yeah, we need to prioritize rest so that when it's time to work hard again, you can. And like that weekly, like Sunday afternoon nap or whatever it looks like, that stuff is so important when you're in a season pushing hard like that. 
but it's hard, at least for me, it's really hard to actually rest when you're in a busy, busy season like that. So yeah, yeah man, well, at least I think it's important yeah. too, for people to like, you have to realize what, what brings you rest. Um, like yeah. For some yeah, people, yeah. Mm-hmm. not being around people, that's what you need. But for a lot of totally. people, being around people brings you rest, especially when it's yeah. healthy, you know, good friendships that carry burdens of one another. Like then yeah. it doesn't feel like a burden or, or you're working. Uh, totally. That's something like that's, that's really for a hobby that you're doing, even though maybe it's mm-hmm. say it's exercising. Cause it's an easy illustration. Like you know, you're, you're exerting a ton of energy uh, for something, but that gives you rest. Like it clears your mind. It gets you yeah, reset man. for the week, those types of things. Like you have to find those things and throughout the week, hopefully you're doing them and it's not just, you know, one day a week kind of thing, right. uh, but building those into, to your life just to, to find those places of, of, of small little rests throughout the week. Yeah, man. Yeah. For me, yeah, time with friends is huge. Um, You know, I don't really nap much unless I'm like sick or getting sick or recovering. Uh, I'm not a good napper, probably because I drink too much coffee. But uh, stuff like, um, I heard this quote, I might have said it before, but if you work with your mind, you should rest with your hands. If you work with your hands, you should rest with your mind. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean just like work super hard all the time when you're not at job work, but... Um, but dude, I love like mowing the grass or we do like spreading mulch or weed whacking or gardening, stuff like that, where you're like, man, I, I'm doing this and I see it and feel it and see progress. Like that's, that's really good. So I try to weave stuff like that into my week and not just save it for all the weekend, but yeah, man, dude, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you some people on Instagram. I've, yeah, I've gone down the rabbit trail of landscapers. I'm um, not even like cool. not even like real landscapers, but like the people right. that like find houses that are about to be like torn down or like they nice. they have grass up to their roof and like the city's wow. about to come in and it just helps them out and like the night and day of like what it was dude. to what it is. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, cool. dude. Uh, and also like those. memorizing to that. watch like just someone do landscaping. I don't know. It's weird. totally totally uh, laying bricks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm all about that. But, Dude. Nice, dude. Well, let's let's dive into let's the Lord's it. Prayer. Um, we kind of just talked about prayer in general uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, again, sorry for the delay, but uh, we're going to kind of just go through and, and break apart the Lord's Prayer and the, the just the different pieces that exist inside there. And, yeah. Um, hopefully, we can start pulling out and you know the the ultimate goal of of going through the Lord's Prayer is like this is a, this is a major piece of your relationship with mm. Jesus. This is our mm-hmm. communication. Um, you know, and without communication, there's, there's not much of a relationship. So, um, hopefully, you know, you don't see this as, um, uh, hard and fast, firm, you know, structure of how you're supposed to pray. Um, though all these elements are important to our prayer life. Like hopefully you're, you're coming at it from the perspective of this is a relationship. Um, I'm just trying to foster a build relationship and I'm doing that through prayer or doing that through mm-hmm. reading of his scripture or whatever it happens to be. But yeah, um, like it comes back to relationships. So, um, that's kind of the angle we're coming at uh, from it. Um, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I don't actually have the Lord's Prayer up. I do. In front of I me. Do. do you have it? Um, you want to read yeah, it? Yeah, man. The whole thing, and then we can talk. Yeah, about it. yeah. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna also read the uh, the little piece that that we covered last week. And uh, here we go. So this is out of Matthew chapter six, starting in verse five. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and and on street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, 
close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who is who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Bam. There we go. Boom. That's the Lord's oh. Prayer, man. Yeah. Yeah, and this week we're we're looking at that that first portion there of, you know, our Father in heaven and what does that mean and how does it impact us? But Andrew, what's what's your first thoughts? Man, our first thought, my first thought of our Father in heaven is um is there's sorry, there's a toy in the background making lots of noise, but uh but my daughter's taking it out of the room. Um our Father in heaven. That's obviously just the start, and um, and it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, constant avalanche. Uh, she says she's pulling this loud, loud duck on a string <laughs> behind her. So she's like, "This is a great quiet moment to make some noise." Um, <laughs> dude, our Father in heaven. Like we've talked about the position of God uh, compared to us. Like the this this reality that God is not just a person walking around like you and I. Jesus we see as like the son of God, God incarnate, you know, so so there was that, but but when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, he's like pray to God the Father who is in heaven, you know, like God is not just like you and me. You know, he's he's greater than. Um and and that position of like God you're not you're not just like on the earth you created this place like you're over and above and beyond like you are god you know um and also one other thing is like our father you know like it's it's not jesus didn't say when you pray pray to my father you know it's our father like god is is our father like you're in it you're in the family uh with god and that's like a huge distinction. It's not this like far away, sterile relationship that even that first line is recognizing like God is in heaven. He's set apart, but you're, we are part of that family, you know, so we should pray to him as father. Um, so that's, that's like this stuff that stood out to me immediately. And I know we're just doing these first few words this week, but yeah, God, man, like, um, our Father in Heaven, like what grabs you about that, and and why does opening in this way maybe matter? What's your first thoughts? Uh, I think it's twofold. It's it. I think it brings on a level of thankfulness because you know, and we'll get into this more next week. We talk about God's you know position and who He is, but like it reminds us that like this is the Creator of the universe. This is all powerful God, um, and you know He is sitting on His throne in heaven. And now because of what Jesus did, we have the opportunity to approach that throne, but there's definitely that piece of like, you know, this is, this is the almighty that you're talking to and how crazy it is it that you have the opportunity to talk to the almighty. Um, but I think too, the second part of that is like position, like it's reminding us who's in charge. 
um, as we're praying. Like I think so often I was just having a conversation with, with a friend of mine about worship and we were talking through like why, because <clears throat> there's a lot of like old time, old time. That's funny. Uh, I'm not that old, but like from our 90s and 2000s, like yeah, yeah. when you know we were in the prime of, of our, our youth, um, I guess you're coming out of the prime of our youth in those days, but um, right. all these songs are coming back. These worship songs are coming back right now. So um, many people yeah. are playing them and, and whatnot. And we were talking through like why, why are those coming back and why do we not think today's songs are going to have the same impact in the future? Um, and I think it's, it's our focus, right? Like all of today's worship music for the most part that's written, it's, it's about us. It's what I get. Mm. It's about me. It's, you know, think, man, I'm not bashing these songs. They're not necessarily bad. They're just not going to last the test of time. Mm. Um, things like the blessing, like it's everything what I get out of it rather mm. than can I just sing and worship my, my God. And mm. we had a visitor here this week, um, um, He's a, he was a homeless guy at church service that one of our people met and brought. And, um, the dude, like dude loved Jesus. Um, hmm, and cool. He, I, after the service, you know, during worship, you know, he's, he's amen and doing this and that. And during the message, like he's engaged and, um, after service, I was talking with him and I was like, how do I reproduce you? <laughs> like, I need more of you in our service. Um, hmm. like, I, I this is a culture we want to see. Like I want people to, to worship wow. God because that's his proper place. Um, and he goes and he starts talking about his relationship with God and he, just the, the love that he had for God, the thankfulness, the awe of who God is. And then he started to go after one of our worship leaders, um, not to his face or well, maybe he did at some point, but in conversation mm-hmm. with me, he's just like, I don't think that guy knows who he's talking to. Like here, he, like he's he's singing about God, and he looks like he's just up there singing some random song. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, in as as like not crude, but like offensive as right, that could right. be to that individual. It's true, right? Like, like he was, he had an understanding of who God was in his own life and what God did for him. And of course, he's going to be thankful yeah. and want to return that. Yeah. In, in, in worship and in song and how he lived his life. And, you know, he had, he had a huge long story of, of where he, why he was in Colorado and all those things. But, sure. um, like the dude knew how to love Jesus and how to mm. love the father. And, um, it came out of him and it was that mm. piece of like, just a reminder of like, as crazy it is that, you know, this is the almighty and I can approach him second. Like I have to remember that I'm not in charge of my own life. Like I'm not the one leading this thing. Um, like he is. And then this, the, the third thing here is like, it's still like it's father. Like that's the term that yeah. Jesus used mm-hmm. to describe the almighty could have said God. He could have said King could call him Lord. Um, yeah. all these things that aren't highly relational, but no, he called him father. And you know, whether you have a good relationship with your father or not, like we all hopefully have a, a, an understanding of what a good father is supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, and of course God is going to be the epitome of what good looks like. Um, and now we have this type of relationship. So I, I think those are probably the three pieces that, that stick out right off the bat. Um, Man, you- that's good. And and I think that, like, hanging out on the distinction of our father for a minute, it's like um, a couple thoughts. Like, you know, there's so many religions, especially around the time where Christ, act- Christ actually was here on earth and... Um, and was teaching this, you know, and teaching like the lessons out of the Sermon on the Mount and and all the things that we read in this same time, so many people, even the Jews that he was like 
teaching um, had a had a understanding of God as being set apart, holy, creator, powerful, these type of things. But their their means to get anything with God was always through another person and always through sacrifice. So it was like through a priest, um, through a whatever representative outside of the Jewish religion. Um, like, man, there was always like you had to basically go and like kill something or give money or do something that was a sacrifice to get anything from God. And it was always in this scenario of like, um, you're going to be punished if you don't, basically. So this is like, no, no, our father, it's in relationship to start. Um, I'm going to have to mute for just a second. Sorry, man. You're good. You're good. Um, and it's that relationship that, that I don't know, I, I think we, we talk about it a lot in the church, right? This is a personal relationship. This is, you know, it's it's a relationship between you and, like, we, we talk a lot about relationship, but the reality is we don't, we don't do a good job explaining what it is and the depth in which we can experience God in the midst of that relationship. And I think that's a, I think it's a disservice to Christians of what really is going on here. Like we can have such a, a reliance, uh, a place of refuge, uh, the source of our peace, the source of our joy, regardless of circumstances. And, and we can find all that inside of a conversation that I get to have a communion. I get to have with my God. Like it's not just one way conversation. Like God talks mm-hmm. back and we can dialogue and go back and forth and, you know, we can get into how God talks, but, um, and all those things, but like, it's a, it's a back and forth conversation. Totally. And, um, I was listening recently, Charles Stanley died. Um, Charles Stanley was the pastor, I think for like 50 years at first Baptist, um, Atlanta, uh, his, oh, wow. his, his son Where exponential is, uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. no, that's Orlando. Oh, my uh, bad. Atlanta. Sorry. Yeah. Atlanta. Uh, but Andy Stanley, um, is his son. So most people oh, know Andy that's, Stanley yes. is yep, the yep. pastor of North point, but, yep. um, someone, I was watching his, his, um, his funeral service or his celebration of life, whatever we call it as Christians. Um, and, uh, yeah. the, new senior pastor of first Baptist in Atlanta was telling a story of, you know, the first time that he met, um, Charles, you know, he went into Charles prayer room. It was like a 10 by 10 room inside the church somewhere and nothing in there it was a couple of chairs kind of thing. It was all dark. Um, and they walked in and, um, uh, you know, Charles Stanley being a, a staunch, uh, or from the outside looking in a staunch Southern Baptist, you know, um, mm-hmm. the Holy spirit, communion with God, uh, prayer life, not a huge priority for the Baptists, uh, mm-hmm. something we do, but not at a, uh, emotional level. <clears throat> Usually no offense to us Baptists out there. I grew up that way. Uh, but they walked in this prayer room, lights were off and he sees, and he sees, uh, Miss Dr. Stanley. Um, and you can just make out a silhouette and Dr. Stanley kneels down. So he's like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll kneel down. Uh, and then Dr. Stanley, you know, lays prostrate on the ground. He's like, okay, I guess I'm going to lay prostrate on the ground. And then Dr. Stanley prays a prayer and doesn't say amen. So he's like, maybe I'm supposed to pray a prayer. So he prays a prayer. And then Dr. Stanley in the silence just starts making these noises like, mm, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. G-. Like just those simple mm-hmm. things. And in that moment he realized, Oh shoot! Like he's talking to God. Like it's not mm-hmm. a like it, it's not a one way communication. Like 
his his father's talking wow. back to him and, and I'm getting to mm-hmm. witness this, but he didn't realize it in the moment. It was years later that he looked back and goes, Oh, it makes so much more sense now. Like he had a yeah. genuine relationship going back and forth with, with his God. And you can, you know, say negative plenty of negative things about Charles Stanley, but the reality is you know, he knew God, loved God and mm. walked in a relationship with God. And I think that's that reminder that that Jesus is giving us here is like there's this relationship that we have access to and so many Christians choose not to engage it. Um, so many Christians, you know, just go through the tasks of church or go through the tasks of being a Christian and never actually unlock this, this, um, yeah, this next phase of relationship that we get to connect into that in, in so many ways just is life changing. And I think my, yeah. my mouse just died. It's gonna be really hard to do things on my computer with no mouse. Sorry. Uh-oh. Uh, no mouse. Yeah. Dude. And, uh, uh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna call attention. Like there's. There's the relationship, and I, sorry, my daughter was getting loud. There was a, I was talking about like the temple and um, and the lack of relationship, and you took it right into like the relationship, and you mentioned like it, it's, you know, in this small room in a church is where Charles Stanley did that. But the awesome thing is like in that posture uh, episode we did, the, the setup versus like what Jesus said right in the breath right before he said, here's how you pray. Um, he talked about like, it's in your home, <laughs> go in your home, close the door, pray to your father, pray in secret. Like you don't have to be in a temple setting. You don't have to be on top of the holiest mountain to pray. You don't have to be in the perfect state of mind or perfect rightness with God to pray. You know, he's God, our, our father, you know, like you mm-hmm. talk to him anytime, any place, and, you know, in a what could have been like a janitor closet at that church, that's what he converted into like, this is just going to be my space where I come and pray alone, usually, you know, and I spend time with God. And it's not, not to be seen from a stage, it's not to be put out on a podcast or a Sunday morning or anything like that. Like, this is just where I connect with God, you know? Mm-hmm. And for that guy, for Charles Stanley, it was probably just the happen- the place he happened to use while he was at work because he was a pastor, you know? It's yeah. like, that's where I do that at work. And at home, maybe it's this other closet in the guest room. And <laughs> like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The idea is it's this like, just choose a humble place, whether that's sitting in your office, sitting in your bedroom, laying on your bed, laying on the floor, like whatever, just pick a humble place where your only audience is God, you know, and just talk mm-hmm. to your father, like, and, and, and in those terms. Um, and man, like, this is weird too. I, like, to yeah, tag on to go that. ahead. Like mm-hmm. it, it can be a physical place. You know, you know, Jesus was very sure. clear that yeah. it doesn't have to be anymore. Like we don't worship God in, in Jerusalem and we worship God anywhere. But, um, yeah, I think there is a mindset that you click into, right? Like when I spend time with God, I do it in a handful of different places. The best place that I do it, in all honesty, is Starbucks. Um, mm. Right before early meetings, I have a couple of meetings during the week that that happen at six, um, so I'm there at you know five fifteen, five thirty, whenever Starbucks opens, whichever Starbucks I'm going to that day, um, and it's and it's just a mindset you click into or it's sitting at my desk here at home um, or it's at the church. Like there's plenty of places I start my day. Um, and there's, it's this mindset that you click into that. I don't even know how you necessarily describe it, but it's like hmm. I'm meeting with a friend, like I'm meeting with yeah. one, like don't get me wrong. He is the, the, the most, 
you know, the, the almighty holy God, but we, right. we do get to approach him with confidence. Yeah. Um, and it's in that place that like, oh yeah, I get to, and this is no joke. Like this is a new experience for me. Um, hmm. Like I've, I've read my Bible pretty for lack of a better term, religiously throughout my life, mm-hmm. I'm relatively disciplined in doing it. Um, but it isn't until like maybe a month ago, um, I have a Thursday meeting that starts at six and they're all going to be late. Um, and I didn't yeah. get up early enough to spend time with God. And it like hit me in the moment of like, Oh, I get to talk to Jesus today. Um, mm. Like it That's was a, cool. it was a cool moment of like, man, like there's, there's something, there's something here. And now I get to, I get to, to bask in, in his presence and, and talk with him and work through whatever the heck we're working through that day. But um, yeah. like, I yeah. think there's a mindset we can find regardless of where we may be living or sitting um, that we can get yeah, in with. Yeah, dude. And like, I was, uh, I had a really high pressure week last week and I was telling you like before we hopped on that it, it might've been like, aside from a couple unique experiences, probably like the best week of work I've ever had. Um, and, and it was really hard. It was really full. Uh, it was super weighty. I, I got to lead a team through uh, multi, multiple days of like working through some big problems and making big decisions. And it was awesome. But uh, I was in a city. I was in Atlanta. I never go to Atlanta. I don't have a home there. I was in a hotel room. Nothing holy about the hotel room, just a normal no, his, his room. His vacation you know? homes are in much, much nicer places than Atlanta. Right, that's right. Not Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Naples, you know, Florence, that type of thing. Uh, no. Uh, but anyway, they I'm just well saying like... They in that nonprofit world. That's right. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But I was like, you know, in a, in a different place, in a space I'd never been, in a place that was all, it was all temporary. The office space we rented was temporary. The hotels we were in, temporary. Like, uh, but man, like I just each morning when I I got up super early because I had to because I was prepping for the day, and uh, I'm like I'm gonna take a shower, I'm gonna listen to part of the gospel, um, and then when I am done showering, I'm gonna like just pray while I get ready and pray over the day, and. Uh, like nothing crazy, pretty similar to what I do at home, but man, it like, it set my heart in the right posture for the day. And, uh, and it happened in a way that wasn't for anybody to see. It wasn't so that I could talk about it on the podcast. It was just like, this is just what I'm going to do because, um, cause I need to rely on God for this, you know? And, and like the cool thing was throughout the day, there were multiple times where, um, I felt like God prompted me to ask a deeper question or a different question or to pause my agenda, my plan for the day, right? And um, and shift gears and go in a different direction for a while. And and I, like, in my heart I, or in my mind, I would just get these little prompts of, like, stay here for a while or lean into this or ask this question, you know? And it would, and it wasn't, like, performative, but, like, but... But my the heart posture in that is like, thank you, God. You know, like, thanks for, for guiding me in this. Thanks for being a part of this, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's hard to describe what it's like to, to talk back and forth with God. Like, it can be while you're talking actively, right? Like, there's, there's little prompts in your heart and mind of like, 
hey, don't do that. Or like, don't forget to glorify me in that. Or like, well done. Like there's, there's stuff like that, that all the time you, you can almost sound like, wow, like you got voices in your head. You know, it's like, no, it's like, that's my father. You know, it's, it's (laughs) one, it's like, that's God. Like, it's not, it's not split personalities of Andrew talking in his head, you know, or of Josh talking in his head, but it's like these little prompts that, Like the more you listen, which is so hard to do for me, by the way, but the more you listen, the the more clear God's voice becomes and the more able to like react, um, I become, I guess. And Mm -hmm. to react to not of like, wow, Andrew, you just had a genius thought, you know, but like, wow, thank you, God, for like sharing that with me. Like, I couldn't have thought of that. I didn't know that. Like, thank you, God. You know, so anyway, um, well, and that's two, where like, I it went. Takes like, time. That's, yeah, yeah. Or, it's like, not overnight. You don't. Yeah, yeah. You don't get here yeah. without spending time with God, and like, like spending time with. And we, I know we've talked about this before, but like, like spending time with a friend. You know, you're just meeting for the first time. There, there's going to be yeah. awkward moments. It's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't going to flow smoothly like you know you hope. Like, yeah. but you got to put in the work, and you've got to put in the time. Like, you've got to be spending time with God on a regular basis. And the more you do this, then you get to this place, like Andrew's talking about, where you can. Um, hear from God and you can, you know, recognize his voice when he's speaking. You can catch his promptings to go this way, go that way, hold back, um, all those different things. Um, as you were talking, I was, I was reminded, um, I've been reading through, um, about to finish up Hebrews. I read through acts, uh, started or the middle last year was in Mark. Um, and I just had this prompting to go back to Luke after, I think I've first I'm reading and Luke Peter, too, and then Dude, I headed back to Luke. But I've been I, reading as Luke you were for talking, a month. <laughs> I'm like 15 oh, really? chapters in. I'm oh, like nice. I keep reading and rereading. Sorry, sorry. Go That's ahead. Cool. That's just cool. Uh, we're both there. Yeah, I haven't started it yet, but I'm I'm about to kick back off. And I was just reminded last night or yesterday of like if you read through the Gospels and you watch Jesus lead, like <laughs> the dude. The dude is remarkably impressive. Like I know he's God. I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. but like the things he sees, the the things he catches, uh, the things he pays attention to, the when he knows when to push and when to back off, um, all these different you know things you need to be you, you need to do well as a leader. Uh, the questions that he asks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the dude is a like beyond us leader. And mm-hmm. the crazy part is we get access to that wisdom just True. by being his. Like totally connected now, whether you understand yep. or not is a whole nother story, but as right. you journey with them. So I'm going back in a loop for that reason. Like I'm excited. That's cool. Like, yeah. you know, what are the things that happen to you? But it goes back to kind of what you're saying too. It's like, it's this prompting that happens yeah. um, as we walk with Jesus and he whispers into here and there. And whether you feel like, well, God's not in this. He doesn't care. It's my job. And you're like, well, there's people involved. Like, of course yeah. he cares. Like, yeah, sure. yeah. He doesn't right. care about the bottom line. He doesn't care about them making more money. He doesn't care about mm-hmm. the goals that they've set necessarily. Like, he, But he does care about the people you're around and you're leading and that you're interacting with. And you have an opportunity to speak truth and, and show love in those places. Like, of course he cares about those things. Um, and yeah. when we walk with Jesus long enough, um, we do the work and invest, you know, and foster a relationship, you know, you get to where Andrew's talking about. Um, and not that it's always easy. It's not like you always hear God that clearly, but in the moments that you do, we, we stand back in awe of God's wisdom and the fact and that for whatever reason he chose to give yeah. it to us. 
And it's practice. And like, I, like you said, you're like new to this and I am too, you know, like not, not new to, to following in the way of Christ and like reading the Bible and trying to pray and that stuff. But like in this, in this season of life I'm in, I'm like, I am more new to like being quicker to recognize when God is speaking something to me or prompting something in me and quicker to like glorify him in that and just thank him for it. Because it is like, like you were saying, just Jesus's leadership alone and the way he led constantly. uh, It's like better than any leadership book you're ever going to read. You know, those lessons he can teach are, are deeper and better and more specific than any of that. Um, not saying don't read things that other people write or anything like that, but man, like you have access to like the smartest individual who ever lived, uh, in my opinion, (laughs) the best leader who ever lived and, and somebody who cares about you personally, you know? So it's like who consider like who we can both pray and say our father, you know, like Jesus is like no other, you know? So it's, it's awesome, man. Like, but I, I'm far from perfect. And like, for me, it, it makes me excited to like continue practicing that and continue trying to be like, oh, I want to nurture better relationship here. You know, I want to, I want to grow in this because man, I like your example with Charles Stanley, just like, mm-hmm, yes. Like, thank you, Jesus. Like talking back and forth, man, for me, it's like glimmers of that, you know? But each time I follow his lead, I'm like, I'm real thankful for it. Because I'm like, that was better. That was a better thought than I could have had. It was a better decision than I could have made on my own. Like, thank you, Lord, for for guiding and speaking to me. You know? And like, maybe one day I'll be able to have like a conversation more like this back and forth with God and be able to hear what he's saying back. To me, most of the time, it still feels one-sided. But like... I have breath in my lungs. I'm here still, and and I can grow in my relationship with God and with others. So, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, hope you don't hear of like, wow, that's perfect. Um, but it's like, yeah, that's that's the season I'm trying to learn and get better at, and and how I relate to God. So, yeah, man, it's kind of cool. That's good. And I think to to circle back around and I, I guess start tying a knot on all this. Yeah, um, like. I was just thinking through like our father and what does a good father look like? What does a good father do? Um, and how does that now, now how do we relate to that as, as we pray? And I was just thinking like a good father protects, right? And that's one of the primary roles of, of a father in a home is to protect his family, yeah. um, to protect them from harm, to protect them um, from, you know, swaying too far that's going to you know cause destruction in their life protect yep. them from um, outside you know things coming in that are trying to hurt and and, and uh, all those things of, of protection and i think the next thing is their their providers um right like not only do they provide yeah. you know food on the mm-hmm. table or <clears throat> um, the things that you need but they provide a home that hopefully built on love a home where you feel safe a home um that um you know, you can find guidance and, 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 you know, and I think the last piece is like, they're that guide, the, um, they're the place that you can come to like, a, um, a good teacher would be, that's the place where your, you know, your wisdom is coming from in this life. And, um, I'm just reminded, like, that's what a good one looks like. And whether we have all those things in our fathers or not, right. doesn't really right. matter. That's what the good example is. So that's who God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we can trust it. 
And I think that's a big piece for this is as we approach God, he's trustworthy. So we can trust he's going to protect us. We can trust yeah. that he's going to provide yeah. for us. We're going to trust that he is going to give us this wisdom and give us this guidance and yep. um, help us work through our thoughts or our faulty thinking to get us to the place he wants us to go. All those things, um, you know, guide us to that next thing that he has for us, guides us how to dream bigger dreams so he can provide um, all those things. Um, so I, I think there's that piece too of like we can trust him in, to be those things so we can approach him with those things um, and have those vulnerable conversations about those things with him um, because he's trustworthy to be those things. Like he's Mm going to be secure. He's going to be safe. Um, He's going to be a place where he's going to hold you up and and get the best for you, whether it feels like the best for you in the moment or not, like it's going to be the best for you. Yeah, dude. So good. And my final thought, uh, like as you were talking, bringing it all the way back around, um, I don't know how old the song is, but Chris Tomlin, Good, Good Father, I think is an awesome song. And it's all about God being a good father and that's who he is. And then our identity flows out of that. Like, I hate that it's song. It's who I am. It, maybe, well, all right, that's fine. I don't, but, I don't but hate that song because of the song, but the church I was a right, part right. of played that song yeah. so, so much. often that I was so like, much. can't do it yeah. anymore. When that's it comes very, on, you like, burned oh. out on it. Yeah, that's funny. But great but, message. But the, idea, but the idea is like, God, you're a good father, you know, and I'm loved by you. That's who I am. Like, you're a good father. That's who you are. I'm loved by you. And that's who I am. Like, that line is basically the whole song for like five minutes, but it's good and it's true. And like, we have a good father, like you were describing, regardless of our circumstances. And, and we have a father who we can have relationship with regardless of our physical place or physical material resources or anything like that. Like God is our father um, and we can pray to him, whether we're, you know, homeless on a street corner, like the guy you were talking with or, uh, you know, in a, in a very different place, you know, whether we're at home or at church or at a temple, like God is our father. We can pray to him, regardless of where we are, we can talk with him back and forth as a father would a child. And uh, man, that's encouraging to me. And and I know uh, we only made it through that very first line of, um, of the, the we got a long prayer, but we're going to go, my friend, we're going to take our time, dude. Why rush it? You know, um, why rush it? And uh, yeah, man, this is foundational. Uh, but yeah. thanks for, thanks for this conversation, my friend. This has been good. Yeah. Let me end it with this. I'll read these this prayer again, uh, and then we'll call yep. it a day. But thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Hopefully we're helpful in some way. Um, our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. 
or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.